In this season of Inspire and Innovate, a podcast for educators, we take on the faculty-admin divide. I'm going to be honest. When I was a full-time faculty member in middle school, high school, higher ed, I kind of saw administrators as the bad guys. And to be fair, one of the dudes I worked for, the one that screamed at me when I was eight months pregnant because I had the audacity to allow my ninth graders to line up to leave right before the bell rang, had an affair with another English teacher, and wasn't honestly that nice a dude. But even the ones really great administrator I had my first year of teaching, shout out to Julie Bowers, totally, utterly terrified me. How could these school leaders possibly know what was best for my classroom? And anyway, power always corrupts, even those with the best of intentions. Well, now I am an evil administrator and it is easy to lose touch of what's going on in the classroom. That's why my favorite people to talk to are faculty, still the smartest, most in-touch people in the room any time of day. But guess what? The whole us versus them vibe is absurd. Because y'all, as I remind my three kids during road trips or when we're all attempting to clean the house, same team, same goals. I wish there were clear-cut villains and good guys in this life, but the longer I live, the clearer it becomes. We're all doing the best with the knowledge and skills and experiences and energy that we have. And do we all make mistakes too? You betcha. That's why I dedicate this podcast season to a proverbial clearing of the air, saying what needs to be said, because the most vicious of cycles is closing the door to your echo chamber, rolling your eyes, and making comments to your buddies about those faculty or those admin. So this season, we're going to look each other in the eye, the us and the them, whichever us or them you are, and we are going to share stories and words that reflect our truths and lived realities on a variety of themes that matter to this pursuit that we share, educating youth. So today, we are sharing stories and words reflecting our truth and lived realities of what exactly does a day or a week in the life of a teacher or an administrator really look like. I'm fortunate today to be joined by three amazing community leaders and colleagues, Kevin Lewis, head of the school, Nancy Rivas, co-chair of the Department of World and Classical Languages, and Jessica Ferris, lower school art teacher. So if y'all would, just kind of go around and give a little brief introduction of what you do at St. Andrews as well as how long you've been here. So my name is Jessica Ferris, and as Amy just shared, I uh, am the lower school art teacher, and this is my 11th year to work here full-time and my sixth year uh, in the art teacher position. Hello, everyone. My name is Nancy Rivas, and I am uh, uh, mainly the Spanish teacher in the upper school. Uh, teach, um, you know, um, juniors, uh, sophomore juniors and seniors. Um, and I co-chair, as um, you know, Amy explained, uh, the War in Classical Languages uh, department. And this is my year 17, so uh, it's, it's, it's been uh, quite a bit, uh, and I'm, I'm glad of it. My name is Kevin Lewis. I'm the, the head of school. This is my first year as head of school at St. Andrews, but um, but the, but I've been here, and I thought it was 18 years, Nancy. Is uh, it? Nancy and I actually <laughs> started uh, the same year. We're in the same class, and if I'm counting correctly, this is our 18th year. But um, who's but counting? I'm, am I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, so I started here as um, a, a business officer for the school and um, became the associate head of school. And um, I am a CPA, but I went back to school and received my master's in education um, in independent school leadership. And then I became the head of school this year. Awesome. Well, thank you all. Uh, well, I'll go ahead and kind of jump in. Uh, Kevin, as, you know, administration, can you kind of give a an overview of what a day or a week looks like in admin? Because I know um, we'd probably say the same of like no day is the same, but just kind of a overview. Yeah, you're exactly right. No day is the same. And uh, my calendar from day to day is, is totally different. And frankly, what's on my calendar that I'm anticipating to happen that day uh, is only a fraction of what actually does. I can uh, squeeze out 10 minutes here and there to uh, deal with whatever the fire might be of the day or to maybe pop into a classroom if I can. But um, for the most part, uh, my calendar is packed. And that is one of the, um, the things that is most challenging about my position, I would say, is having the time to uh, be flexible and, and really spend the time in the classrooms that I would like to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so a day in the life is different from day to day. You know, how, to follow that up, how different does your day to day this year look compared to last year? I'm, my calendar is uh, actually tighter now and I have, um, I have 13 direct reports. So I meet with them either on a weekly or a bi-weekly basis. And so I have, um, that is more structured in terms of my calendar. Whereas in the past, I, I did have a lot of, um, meeting schedule, but it was, um, it I had more time to, uh, I guess, kind of put out fires as they, they arose. And so um, in some ways I feel um, like I have more, um, a lot more responsibility and, and time on my calendar that's scheduled, but I would love to have more flexibility. Hmm. Awesome. Thank you. And so to follow up with that, you know, Jessica and Nancy as faculty members, like, what do your days and weeks look like? And y'all are both on totally different campuses as well. Okay, so typical, so unlike Kevin, certain parts of my day are definitely always going to happen. Well, I say that, and then we have things like storms and whatnot. But for the most part, um, the lower school schedule for the kids' classes is the same. There are routines in the morning, like starting the day off um, with carpool, you know, little things, turning on gallery lights. So those parts of the day are very structured. Um, So I start off getting to meet the kids, um, and then I usually have some office hours, but I will try. I've set up to where hopefully the fourth grade, if they can, they're done with their morning work, they come in and work extra on a project, those that are really excited about it. Um, There are parts of my day that are unstructured, like the office hours, and so those are often filled up with um, finishing up, you know, things with the kids' projects, getting things ready for the projects, lesson planning, um, working on sets, rotating out the gallery, those sorts of things. Yeah, much like um, Jessica, there, there's structure and structure parts of, of our day. Um, and, um, you know, we're just thinking about last week when we have to sort of like um, up, be updated about, you know, the storm, we have to change the schedule, and we sort of like, I kind of, uh, in a way, sort of like keep us on our, on our toes in terms of, you know, trying to, you know, um, and most of the things that had to do with that kind of things had to do with communication, lots of it. 
uh, in terms of you know uh, understanding what's what's happening and when that's when administration and faculty come together in terms of you know there's a need and now you have to sort of like adjust your schedule now tweak it now because this is happening and um, so I, I think that the structure has to do with you already have a set up um, you know schedule a plan um, a lesson plan for the week and uh, you know, pretty much what's happening that day. Uh, and then you have to follow up with, you know, what's the latest. And there's a lot of communication happening throughout that day. Um, you'll see us, um, you know, looking at um, having emails um, and, and, and looking at, um, you know, on a regular basis what's going on. And, and so besides the fact that, you know, you're, you're in class and teaching, you're, there's some you know, portions of that day in which you have to um, be aware of. There's a lot of exchange between, you know, uh, administration and, and faculty, among faculty, um, students, um, you know, um, with the faculty or, and, and, you know, you have all this uh, and, and within the classroom as well. There's a lot of communication um, happening throughout the day that is, is part of it. Um, and obviously, the, the the part that I personally enjoy, and most teachers will do, is, is a, the 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 class itself. And that's when we're just like we're um, we've planned, we've dreamed about it, and, and, and we um, sort of like interact with our students and in in um, and work on all these different things that we do. So um, yeah, there's the structure, and there's an structure, and there's a flexibility there, and um, yeah, it's pretty much what our our day consists of. So as you know, y'all have shared your stories about what your days look like. I really would love to kind of talk a little bit more as a group about, you know, what you've heard that, you know, might have surprised you or questions that you may have. So to kind of clear up, you know, that difference of, you know, faculty versus admin and we're all on these, you know, campuses, some at South and, you know, some up at the North Campus, but there's still, no matter what, that same kind of um, mentality of like that disconnect that can so much happen of being in the classroom versus not and just sharing, you know. I think one thing that I had not thought about um, that Nancy was just mentioning is, for example, on the day that we had bad weather, um, how attuned the faculty had to be to their email to find out what um, the plans were for that day. Um, I, being one of the communicators, as being as opposed to being one who was communicated with, um, frankly did not think about how you have to, that interrupts your day to wait for that communication to hear from us. And it makes me think about the best ways to communicate because, um, again, I didn't think about it from that perspective as the receiver of information instead of the provider uh, of information. So that's interesting. Yeah, I was thinking about, I mean, it's just like last week in terms of, you know, how much we had to interact in terms of, you know, this is an emergency and we have to deal with. That day was very unique. And we mm -hmm. were just um, keeping in, in touch and, and trying to figure it out, procedures and, and things that to, to, to keep our students safe and everybody okay. And so they started with that email, that text message. Actually, I got the text message. And then I was just like, oh, there's an email. And so how to look it up for the new schedule and um, make an adjustment and, you know, go from there. And so, um, you know, that, that tells you there's, there's a lot of behind scenes that I am aware that you all do. Um, but because they are behind the scenes, we don't, you know, 
I don't think the words appreciate, but we don't get the full extent of what's happening. Um, and then we just receive the message. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Um, so in a way we knew, but sometimes the disruption at times is like, oh no. And so it creates that kind of like, for me especially, I think, I, I don't know, Jessica, about you, but in terms of, you know, um, I, I, I kind of like I like the continuity and it's just it's a, a nice day when everything is planned. I already have my lesson plans for the week and, you know, all that. And it gives me the sense of, you know, sure, I can change things, but not to that extent and went to the whole schedule changes already. Um, but, you know, knowing what you'll have to deal with in terms of, you know, there's an emergency, we have to take care of, um, you know, our students and, and faculty and see everybody safe. And these are the things that we have to do. So again, uh, not a whole, I don't know what time do you sort of like have to make a decision and make the call and all that stuff. Well, that, that's an interesting point. And we were um, just having a debrief with the division heads uh, a couple of hours ago about the, that day and how we could have done things differently or, or, or not. And um, one of the things that we talked about was the fact that we communicated before school that day that we were going to have a, a noon dismissal with the intention of being able to reschedule the activities, uh, especially you know in the, the middle and upper school, so that you could have you know meet all your classes that you intended to meet that day. Other schools waited until after the start of the school day and then decided to close mm -hmm. early and were not able to modify their schedule. So whatever they planned to have that afternoon would have just been canceled. So that was an um, interesting conversation for me because my conversation back to the division heads was, um, well, we could have made this decision later if we didn't have to worry about the schedule. And then, of course, my feedback from the division heads was how important it was for the teachers to, to have met those classes uh, throughout the day as opposed to you know, having a couple of classes that they were not able to meet that day. So that was a perspective that I learned today about how faculty would perceive uh, a half day versus how you know, I would have thought we could have delayed the decision and then just cut off. So that was interesting um, for me to, to learn that perspective. So I had written a whole list of things that I imagine that you do. Um, and so I was kind of curious, like, if, if I shared them all, a bunch of them, like, um, like how much of that, you know, might be on a regular day. Because you're saying your day is completely booked usually, but there's definitely um, all kinds of things that I've written down as, like, fires that have to be put out. Or um, so being the face of the school, right? I think about like Shay and Chelsea and they're always having to go to all the plays. They're having to go to all kinds of functions that as a faculty member, if you don't have time, you know, you may not have to go to that. Whereas, you know, you need to be seen, right? You're the face of the school. Um, and then thinking about, I imagine the future of the school, um, but also, and then, COVID or problem solving fires that come up or dealing with the school finances or um, just just so many different things. I'm um, checking in with people like the principals and meeting and um, all the visioning that we do or um, parents that maybe, you know, are excited to talk to you or um, want to talk to you for other reasons, maybe something they're not so happy with. Um, and then thinking about the storm that happened, right? Something that just pops up on a dime or you know we don't know that it's going to happen or even all of these things about thinking about covid like there's so much that is that just um you can't plan for i mean you you are planning you're thinking ahead but then at the same time 
you don't necessarily know that that day is whenever there's going to have to be a right. decision. So, yeah, I'm curious from your perspective, um, how much of your day ends up being the pre-planned day and how much is unscheduled? Well, I, I guess it depends on the day because I, I might have certain things planned and then one of those uh, emergencies or fires that you just mentioned comes up and I have to rethink the, the whole day and what I plan to do. And I do have the flexibility to do that because I don't have students that I have to figure out what I'm going to do with them while I'm doing this other thing. So I, I can't, for the most part, I can reschedule if I have to. Um, but I think you, you really kind of laid out a lot of my responsibilities. And, and what I struggle with uh, the most, I think, is being uh, accessible and available as much as I, I would like to be to every individual. And I, um, you know, I... You know, I love this community so much and, and, and all the individuals in it, and I want to be able to give every individual the time that they need with me so I can listen and learn, And um, but I can't always do everything. So uh, there may be a conflict with the uh, pre-K forcing, and I can't do that because I'm at an event on the North Campus or might not be able to go to the baseball game because there's a tennis match or uh, all those different things that you have to do. And then I also have to think about my own, you know, personal, my family and, and my own personal time. And, and that's something I struggle with as well to make sure that I try to make that time um, as I need to. But um, lots of balls to juggle and, but I love it all. And, and, and every one of those things that you've talked about, except maybe COVID, is, is it can be fun and, um, and challenging. And I, I love the challenge and, and I'm not doing this by myself. We've got a great team. Uh, you know, to support this goal. And my, I will say, in terms of my um, support of the faculty, what I've hoped to do this year and hope to continue to do is to uh, just stay out of your way as much as possible. I don't want to, um, you know, I might have some suggestions uh, in terms of curriculum or something, but those would be suggestions and not edicts on high. I really think that the value of a school like St. Andrews and uh, independent schools is what the faculty um, bring to the school and their ability to uh, initiate change and, um, and really help design the curriculum. Uh, sure, there are standards that they, all of our students need to meet and, and so forth, but um, the, the faculty's ability and, and leadership to set that um, the agenda for their classroom and, and for their um, their, their curriculum, I think, is, is, is key, and I don't want to do anything that is going to uh, make that more difficult for faculty. Uh, my hope is to take things, administrative things, off of faculty's plate so that you can do the magic that you do in the classroom. You know, we've talked about, like, what your day kind of looks like and weeks and things like that, but what, you know, as we're saying, like, behind the curtain, like, what are some of the behind-the-scenes things that all of you have to do to make that day-to-day -day happen. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things that I, I did not include at the very beginning was, um, you know, besides, a, you know, it's, it's understood that the teacher's uh, main role is being present in the classroom and already you have your lesson plans already figured out. But there's a lot of that communication I talked to you about that is um, time consuming. Uh, and you have to be um, aware that, um, you know, you are actually, that's the, the idea, that you are communicating clearly either expectations to the students, uh, to your colleagues, that you are uh, aware of what's happening, decisions that have to be made. 
Um, there's another piece, um, and, and I think that you, you probably will, Jesse, we're gonna talk about in terms of you know, how much energy uh, you put into the classroom. And when you're, we're asking us about, are you okay at the end of the day now? And it's like, oh, our brains are fried right now. Um, but it has to do with, depending on what your area of expertise or what you're teaching, uh, for instance, in languages, there's a lot of talking. I have to model, I have to give a lot of language input. My, you know, I, we, I have to speak the language. And so at the end of a class, I'm pretty much, you know, I have to find a candy, coffee, or anything that will keep me going because there's a lot of physicality. There's a lot of energy. There's a lot of input. There's a lot of talking. And not because, you know, um, I don't want my students to use the language. It's just there's the input, language input, and they need to listen to it. They need to replicate and so on. So depending on the subject, and that's it's important, to understand that not a, either a class of um, a language class are the same, nor um, English will be teaching or math will be teaching exact same thing. Because I, for instance, I have to be even a comedian. I have to picture, point, uh, you know, walk around. So, so it's a lot of me. So by the end of the day, I'm done. Uh, to say, um, yeah. It was the first thing I noticed when I visited your classroom a, a month or so ago. Just how the um, the mental energy and the physical energy um, it's they're both there in, in your classroom setting and and your ability to connect with every individual student and kind of pull out what you're hoping for and you, you try it in Spanish and if you don't get there then you, you go to English if you have to to get the, get the answer but uh, or at least in the classroom that I was in yeah. and uh, but it has to be exhausting I can absolutely see um, that all the the energy that you're putting into that experience several times a day. Um, and doing it so well, by the way, and and then just you have to be, just be ready to uh, go to bed, and then instead you have to grade papers or prepare your lessons for the next day, and or both, and so it's a lot. I I, I hear that. I hear that. Yeah. I might be jumping ahead again. Is, no, is no, that okay? Yeah. So I had, um, and I think it's what we're talking about right now. But you had said, why do you think that there's often misunderstandings between mm -hmm. administration and faculty? And something that I reflected on was, I don't think it's strictly an administration faculty issue, right? I think we're all so passionate. We all are so invested in care. And our days are full. Like you're talking about, you're trying to figure out how do I have time for my own family because I'm committed to this community and this school. And so I think, you know, we're so busy. It's like we're ostriches with our heads in the ground, right? You haven't, like, or, or you're just running and you haven't had time to stop. So uh, one of the things that happened this year at lower school was some of us recognized that there may be this type of issue going on. Um, just a lack of understanding about what the other one does. And like you said, I think understanding what is happening is one of the things that, that helps you to be more compassionate, to be more empathetic and trusting whenever there's that. And so at the lower school, there were just different things happening that some of us realized, you know, I don't think the homeroom teachers necessarily completely understand what it is that we do in co-curriculars. And so um, I think part of solving the problem is what we're doing right now, having this communication. Um, and so that's what we did. We uh, Shay approved for us to have um, several of our professional development times for co-curriculars to present so that um, 
the same you know people in the homerooms on campus who have a very different role in certain ways we um, because they're with a smaller group of kids mm -hmm. and we're seeing so many kids it's just a different type of structure a different type of day and therefore different challenges that happen so I think what we're doing right now is one of those things that helps bridge the gap mm -hmm. we but, hear a lot of um, questions concerns I guess in admin from faculty about equity uh, and roles and uh, responsibilities and um, and that is something that we should always be striving for but it is a huge challenge when you're you know looking at different disciplines different class structures uh, grade levels uh, responsibilities by division it is um, you know it is a huge challenge for us and I think that is um, something like you're saying that if faculty had more opportunities across divisions across disciplines to um, to share what their day is is like uh, compared to the other I think that could be helpful um, and you know not that we're perfect in equity with something we need to like I said we need to work on but I do think that there is um, some information sharing that could be helpful with that and I wonder if if not if having this kind of settings if having these conversations in which I usually gravitate with faculty with you know my colleagues and so I wonder if that wouldn't be part of that process in which we sort of like, um, you know, have either divisionally or it with, you know, uh, within representative um, and admin faculty um, staff, um, you know, getting to know a little bit of that kind of thing that, you know, what, what do you do? Let me know. And, and, you know, listening to those stories that would make us just you know, understand that, you know, it's just the understanding, just listening to it and what you said in terms of, you know, um, how can we appreciate, not that we don't appreciate each other, it's just like, you're quite right, we just put our heads in, in this frame and, and, and because either this is what we need to do and tend to, and uh, that which is valid, but um, we need probably to you know, step outside a little bit and, and, and sort of listen more, mm -hmm. I guess. And I think it's one of those things of like unintended, like, I don't want to say consequences, but like just response of like we've been go, go, going and just trying to make it through the last couple of years that how do you pivot and change that speed and that intensity mm -hmm. to like put the brakes on from that, like, well, I just have to get this done and I just have to, you know, grade these papers and plan for this class and do these things and set up that meeting and step back from that and be like, no, like, how can we create an environment and go back to where we are able to get our head out of the sand and go and visit classrooms and not feel like, oh my gosh, like, I've got to do this on top of X, Y, and Z this week, and you know something else for next week. So I we wonder. We often talk about the health and wellness of individuals, but you, I think, I dare say that this would be the health and wellness of the community as well. Mm -hmm. um, and and sort of like how do we process that information? Step a little bit back from you know um, all those get going and keep working and survival mode even uh, to um, you know we. we probably need to you know establish more report and yeah and, yeah well it probably helps like stopping like the 
talk in our heads or mm. to those that are just feeling the same way and it changes and pivots that perspective to be able to listen and understand versus having that same rhetoric um, mm. that, you know, we, we tell ourselves and being able to actually be like, oh, that was a lot of stuff that had to go on behind the scenes to make that decision. Right. Um, I did want to ask, you know, for each of you, you know, as we're talking about, you know, our roles and, and responsibilities and kind of this, like, what really happens, what are some things that you wish that others knew that they might not know about, you know, your daily role and responsibilities? Well, I, okay, I guess I'll talk since we're all at a standstill. Um, so... Rather than talking about extra responsibilities, mm. um, I wanted people to really know um, m what I feel is my responsibility to my students, because I think mm. that's not a tangible responsibility in the sense of, oh, I have to go do X, but it's, um, and, and I think often just in art, people think of, oh, well, she's gonna teach them to draw. She's gonna teach them to uh, make a pretty picture. And I feel that all of our responsibility to our students is to help them um, with their with mindsets. And so I try to just let what I do be a vehicle for um, empowering them um, uh, with their thinking, different types of thinking. And so I think we're all working so hard. We all have extra responsibilities that we could go on and on about. And I do think that sometimes because our head can be in the sand, that that can be a thing that prevents us from realizing um, everybody's got their head in the sand in the sense that everybody has so much more going on than we realize. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess I'm kind of going back into a different thing, but um, we had talked about like what were, you know, things we could do to bridge the gap. And, um, and of course I wrote a ton of things down, but I, I was gonna joke that to take an art class <laughs> because I really feel like, um, you know, we're all so busy on like, oh, we gotta solve problems, but you can't solve a problem without imagination. You can't have empathy without imagination. And so um, I will not list all of the different things that I have, but I think just, um, you know, um, a little bit of imagination can help us go a long way to what would it be like to be that person? You know, what could they have going on as well? So. Oh, definitely. Goodness, Jesse, go on the same page. A couple of things that you say that resonated with me and I mean, thinking um, about. Um, we're first and foremost, and I introduced myself as a Spanish teacher, but uh, we're educators. And, um, you know, our calling is, you know, um, being the adult would facilitate uh, this child, you know, um, their, their expand their abilities in many, in many areas. And obviously we're, we're called to show them a little bit of that in our respective fields. Um, but, you know, I'm not solely the grammar teacher in that language. Um, and so there are so many things that happened and, um, you know, more so than ever with, you know, uh, again, with COVID um, made us, you know, realize that more than ever. So we have to sort of like figure it out what it means to really be an educator. 
and um, it is beyond the classroom. Um, and so that's one thing, and that links us to all the decision-making process that we have to have when we're designing a lesson plan. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it, it definitely takes us time. It takes me time because it's not the same. I've been here 18 years now, <laughs> I realize that. Um, since and ever since I started, I mean, it has changed, it has evolved, and it has to do with the, the you know, answering and observing the needs of students and answering them. So um, it, they're not the same now than it was in 2004 when I started. Mm. And um, whether it's linguistically, uh, whether it's had to do with cultural, um, you know, uh, aspects, what's happening right now currently in, in our, you know, state or, you know, region or nationally, internationally. But it has to do with also, um, you know, our particular needs and what they, 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 they're supposed to um, be learning. So, um, and especially after all this pause that we have to make and changes and all that. Um, but you're going back to what you said in terms of, you know, uh, being creative. I, I do love the fact that I have to, part of my job is lesson planning, which is, that's exactly right. You, you, that's the part in which you can be creative. Oh, what if? Oh, what if I do that? And what if I bring this? And so on. So um, that's the element, the fact that I enjoy um, next to being in the classroom, very much so. So uh, you're going back to your question in terms of what, what things you wish you knew. Um, people to know is that um, time is value because we really need that time. It's just not sitting down and writing down and what I need to do. It's just exploring this. I mean, you know, all the projects, all the things that you wish your student could do. What can I do? And sort of like, you need that time. And it's, it's also, it's not a chronological time. It's a mental space mm. um, that you need to have, you know, so that that, that came, you know, to fruition. Um, and, and unfortunately, when we are into like survival mode, right? Um, we just like, okay, uh, page what? <laughs> 200 what? Um, so it, it's not, you know, what would you like, but sometimes that happens. And, and so, um, you know, it, it, again, um, time to be creative, it is important to us. And I think that any, if anything, those two things, definitely we were on the same page. Um, we're educators, and that means a lot of responsibilities in terms of how do we sort of like give ourselves to the, to the students, to the community, and how can we, you know, create that impact that we wish to have. Um, I think I've said it already a little bit about the you know, time and uh, wishing that I had more time with individuals and I guess that's what I um, I guess to your question your question was what would we like others to know and so I guess it's that I wish that I had um, you know more opportunities for individual interactions with folks because I'm I feel so um, I can relate back to why I do what I do when I have those conversations and whether it's with faculty or with students. So I had three, the highlights of my day were um, three things and had nothing to do with my meetings or um, my schedule. It was that um, I was at the lower school this morning and I was in uh, pre-K 
and uh, a little pre-K um, student came running up to me, and she said, I saw you at the baseball game this weekend. I said, yes, I saw you as well. And so we, we exchanged a conversation about the, the baseball game, and we had, we had had a great conversation at the baseball game. So it was that, um, that brief interaction with that student. And then I had lunch today with um, the student leadership in the upper school and, and learning about you know, what their um, goals are for the remainder of the year and talking about transitions in leadership with the, uh, the new student leaders for next year and just hearing their excitement and um, what they're experiencing on a day-to-day -day basis in the classroom is, is always a highlight of my, my month. So having, having those opportunities with the students um, was, were great. And then the, the third thing was, uh, and this was a student experience too, but it was really more of observing a teaching experience. When I was at the, um, the lower school, I was able to visit for a few minutes with the, uh, the science classroom and they were dissecting sheep hearts. And so um, I was able to observe not just the, uh, the teacher who, whose classroom that was, which was Kathy Brannon, but also the, the nurse uh, was leading a group of students in the dissection and a, uh, a classroom teacher was leading the discussion with another table and then uh, a teaching assistant was uh, leading the fourth table. And just seeing the, um, the, the very, these were basically volunteers that came in to support the teacher to, in this lesson. And I thought, wow, what a sense of community this is to see all these adults who could have been doing other things. I'm sure they would have been busy with whatever they were doing, but they were making that time to support that specific lesson that was happening, which, you know, was an exciting lesson, hands-on, holding sheep hearts and mm -hmm. dissecting. So that <laughs> it was a great experience. But to know that when it's needed, the community will come together uh, to support each other like that. So for me to have, I was in there maybe 10 minutes, and uh, just to be able to see that sense of community play out in the classroom, which I see it all the time in terms of supporting one another when you know, there's a crisis in our lives or mm -hmm. there's some need in the community. We always come together for that, and that shouldn't go without saying because that's something that's very special about this community. Mm -hmm. But to see it actually in the classroom, that was a pretty mm -hmm. special thing. So um, to your question, what I wish uh, people knew is not really just about what I do, but just about the, the magic that I see from day to day uh, as I pass through the classrooms or down the halls of this school. It's a great place. No, it really is. It's one of my favorite things to do is to get the privilege to like, go down to lower school and like see the classrooms and visit and go over to middle school and go into upper and really try to see like what are my colleagues and peers doing in their classrooms and what can I learn or take away that can help improve, you know, my own students or, you know, how do they deal with certain issues or, you know, what does the uh, ninth grade class look like, you know, in two years from now? Let me go check in on the seventh graders. Like, who are those students going to be in the next couple of years and just seeing um, and getting to know that community better it really is a, a wonderful place and, you know, opportunity that I always love to encourage um, others to do. Like, yeah, it takes time out of our days, but it gives that understanding of getting to see what other people do and ask those questions. And so... I just want to piggyback on what you're saying and just say that that is not just a, a one-time thing that you witness. That is an 
everyday occurrence at the lower school mm-hmm. and um, between faculty and administration. And uh, to go back to just talking about one of the things that bridges the gap, I feel like, between faculty and administration is just that. Um, we have a great, great team at the lower school right now. And on a everyday basis, you know, Haley, uh, Shay, uh, Craig, just everyone, um, even though you know, right, they're your leaders, they've got so much to do, but I can see Shay in the hall, like, running like a crazy person, and she's one of the quickest people I know, most educated people I know, but she, you know, there, there's, she's going to be able, to, she'll jump in at any minute and say, hey, I know you got to go get your lesson plans ready, why don't you go ahead and go in, I'll finish out carpool, and that's just the mindset where we are, um, not forgetting what it's like to be in the classroom and not a mindset of what I'm doing is more important than what you're doing. And whenever you have leaders like that, you want to do your best mm-hmm. um, for your students, but also for your team. Um, and another thing I was going to say was just um, something for me that also makes me strive to want to do my best for my leaders is um, when they show vulnerability and uh, cognitive flexibility. So. Like I was saying, right, Dr. Egger, she's like super brilliant. We have all just wonderful people on our administration team. And, um, but they, um, you know, it takes, it takes um, wisdom and it takes um, confidence to show vulnerability and to take a second to even, you know, show, I I don't necessarily have this answer. I'm going to reflect. Um, that that shows so much, and uh, that's what we have at the lower school. And of course, I will say the same about you, Kevin, because I know that in the past there was even an issue at the lower school where I was concerned, and um, and I, I felt that a certain decision was going to affect my class. And you took time to listen, and I think that's what faculty are looking for—not um, that we have to know every single moment of your day <laughs> what you're doing, but that we know that you care and that you also value what we are doing and recognize that it is a team um, and that, and that yeah, that y'all can show that flexibility. And, and that helps me know that even if something I say or someone else says that we don't get the answer we want, we don't get the decision we want, we know that you heard us. We know that you were really listening and, and took a second to reflect on it. Well, great. Well, thank you all so much for joining us today. I really do hope, you know, every time I have the privilege to lead one of these podcasts, I always hope that it's a catalyst for more conversation and for, you know, it, it's not a beginning and end, but it, it's a starter that hopefully promotes um, change and or better understanding um, as a whole and maybe helps um, even if it's just two other individuals say, you know what, I'm going to go talk to so-and-so and I have questions and I want to see like what their day is like, um, to hopefully, you know, kind of generate those, uh, experiences that lead to even deeper community than what we have currently. So I appreciate y'all being with us today and uh, that's Thanks, all. Thanks, Emmy. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.